This is the Books Podcast presented by Tim Haig. The mainstream is dominated by comics, film and television. Because there are certain things that work in comics that don't work in film and television. Meadows is editor-in-chief of Tripwire magazine. Now, I'm a fairly recent convert to Tripwire, but it celebrates its 30th anniversary this year. Joel, thank you for joining us on Books Podcast. It's my pleasure. So, the book is this uh, rather handsome volume, teasingly entitled Tripwire 30. We'd probably better start out with you telling us what Tripwire is. Well, it started life as a fanzine uh, with an ex-neighbour of mine, and it used to have comics and music. And it was very, very primitive. It was a stapled A4 fanzine. But, but Tripwire started properly at the end of February of 92 because we bemoaned the fact there wasn't really a decent comic magazine or comics and music, and then it became comics and film and TV. Well, there, were, there was Comics Journal back then, wasn't there? And there was Comics International, which yeah. was a good news magazine. I'm not, And also there was Speakeasy prior to that, Speakeasy, which was your listeners probably don't remember it because they're probably too young or, or it might be lost in the mist of time but speakeasy was a magazine about comics which used to have a, a column from grant morrison and a thing called drivel which you is see, written by him for you and me grant morrison is a name i'll bet you a lot, a lot of our listeners don't know that name and actually we'll, we'll come back to that because that that's you know the luminaries are quite niche but i just i want to stick with this you were you were like 19 i was 19 when, when actually yeah, it was the first issue of the magazine came out on the weekend of the end of February 1992. And it was the same weekend that Vertigo had a London launch in a restaurant. Vertigo, you need to explain. Was a DC I will. Vertigo was a DC imprint, imprint yeah. which was designed for kind of for mature readers. So it's where Sandman started. Uh, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing started there. So in, uh, instead of spandex superheroes for kids, it was, it was aimed at a... A slightly more uh, sophisticated. Yes, and the other thing is it had a lot of British creators, people like Pete Milligan, the aforementioned Grant Morrison, Alan Moore, a whole range of of people who'd go on to have a a big career in comics. Now, you're giving us a bit of a background. Yes. Um, uh, But I want to know, what is its focus now, Um, Tripwire? um, what what is its uh, its <laughs> raison d'etre? Well, yeah, yeah, okay, raison d'etre. Or remit, or, or uh, either remit, 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 remit. Yeah, Well, I mean? well, I guess we cover comics, film, and TV, but also we do cover illustration and art. Um, and so we have the website, which we update pretty regularly. And we also have the the magazine, which is once a year, but there are plans afoot. Yeah, because there was that... a time it went online a couple of times. And, well, it, and, and... well, two thousand and eleven was our last print magazine. But in 2020, I missed doing print editions. So we've done two print editions. We're about to do a third. There's something I, I'm, I, you know, I come from print. I've always worked in print, um, and I, I, I love having a physical object in my hands. And so this was, you know, this is we've been working on this book for about 18 months. So this was another, another kind of an, another, an, you know, another print object, another physical object for people to get. And enough for me to work on. And of course, it, it, it's not a magazine, it's a book. Yes. So let's talk about what's in it. It's, it's a 30th anniversary. Yes. It, it, is it articles of the, uh, of the uh, web, of, of the um, sort of online version, or is it newly commissioned material? It's a mix. Um, so there's a feature which takes excerpts from interviews over the years, both on the website and also in the magazine. 
the Vertigo piece you mentioned was newly commissioned for it. There's a 30 years of Image because Image launched the same year that we did. So we thought it was quite a milestone because Image is a big company, independent comic Image company, is a comic which publishes yeah. Walking Dead and Saga. And, Saga. and, like that, yeah. and they're a big company and they were set up by people who left Marvel to set up on their own. And it's The Walking Dead, which people know from the TV show. Without that comic series, this company would not still exist. It's thanks to partly to one guy called Eric Stevenson, who's kind of like their publisher now. Um, so you've got that. Uh, you've got a feature of my photographs of various comics and genre people in there, uh, which, which wasn't commissioned for the book, but they've never been assembled quite in this way. There's a piece about Marvel movies, which I wrote, because the last 30 years, what's interesting is if you go back 30 years, you know, in 1992, you had nothing. The first Marvel movie was Blade in 1998. And then it snowballed. And in 2008, you had Iron Man. But it's looking at this thing that didn't exist when we started. And it's trying to reflect the changes in the industry as well as the changes in us. Well, the Marvel the Cinematic Universe must have changed everything from the point of view oh, it of has. the focus oh, totally. of, of, of this this genre. I, I, I imagine that uh, before... The, the films were made, most people wouldn't have known all the, all the characters that... Uh, that you, no. They're, they're at your fingertips. No, 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 definitely. But it, it, the, the, the MCU has, has just uh, brought but, them in mainstream. Yes, it has. How's that affected the magazine? Um, because it was... I want to say niche. That sounds a little uh, a little insult. Geeky, geeky. That's yes. what it was. It was geeky. And, uh, and well, I, I, I guess now it, it's uh, less so. You've got you've got uh, like yes. a, 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 a good a long good piece about like the thirty best comic book mill film adaptations. Yes, yes, we have, and also and also comic film and TV. Mm. We've got a section on on comic television of the last thirty years, mm. also in the book. So it has has broadened out the appeal of all these things. Um, and it has made them, you know, mainstream. I mean, the mainstream is dominated now by comics, film, and television. It's it's, it's insane if you think about it. You know how much of this is out there, and you know, and it wasn't in '92. You know, it's it's pre-internet days. You know, one of the very first interviews I did with, well, your listeners may not know who he is, but Scottish comic artist Frank Quietly, who's now quite a big name. The interview I did with him, I did it via the post. So I sent him questions. I literally wrote them to him and stuck them in the mail. So we got that, the strip. So it's a mix of reprints and new material. So the Sherlock Holmes strip at the back, there are three shorts and one of them debuted in the book. Well, of course, Tripwire does give you the freedom to go in all of these directions. Tripwire is obsessed with uh, with comic book images. And you'd, I mean, you'd think that any comic magazine would be, but, but your magazine is absolutely in love with them. Uh, you have you have images just for their own sake. I mean, you know, you, in fact, uh, oh, and well, one the, of your contributors yes. says... Uh, 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 let's see. Tripwire seems to exist solely to point out the beauty of art. Oh, which, that was that was yes, that was Dirk who wrote the introduction, which yes. is of course it's a uh, justification for print. Yes, and I always think uh, online, if beautiful images can seem ephemeral, but you you want them fixed. There, well, I'd like you? to because the thing is, I, I talked to a guy who used to work for Titan who came by the show, and we talked about the of a idea of a coffee table book. And you can get digital versions of these, but it's not the same. No, it's not. You know, if you want a coffee table book, so you want an art book, or you want a photography book, because as you know, that photography is something that interests me, and you can have them online, you can have a PDF, but it's not the same, you know, as having an object in your hands. You know, it, there is something about that. And the other thing, obviously, in the book is there's, a, a, you know, it's peppered with loads of really nice, cool comic and illustrative I mean, you, images. You've got art by because I wanted people. to break it up, because I wanted it just, I didn't want it just to be a text book. I wanted to have a book that had an illustrative purpose to it. 
and and the design is is Thank absolutely you. beautiful. So uh, yes, you've got and a sort of whole page. Uh, illustrations by, uh, I mean, big names. We've got like Bilsinkiewicz, Kevich, Frank Miller, Frank, Drew yeah, Struzan, exactly. Jock. Um, We've got a range of. Did Did you? Um, I mean, is that stuff that they've handed out? Did you get it specifically? Was it commissioned well, for? No, not all of it was. Not, not most of it wasn't exclusive, but I guess it's exclusive to this context or something you could say. But it's still nice to have because these are pieces that people might not have seen because some of them are commissions that they did for other people and. I just wanted to mix it up. We did it with our 21st anniversary book. I just think it's nice to have images it really to kind of break up so the feature. You, you, you go a, an feet, and you go, oh, look, there's a couple of nice images. Exactly. And, and there's something just ravaging. So it's kind of like a palate cleanser, if you like, yeah. for the reader to go, I've just read you know, like a chunky eight-page feature on this. And you turn over, you go, wow, you know, there's a really nice image from... And the other thing with that is that um, from a practical level, when we did our crowdfunding thing, we offered some of these as limited edition prints which was nice and, and having them in the books, so there's a connection there between that and being able to offer limited prints. So that was a kind of practical consideration for something like that. Let's talk about one of the other articles you have uh, in, in the, in the book. Um, you've got, a, um, you love lists. I love, oh yes. You, you like well, they're a little bit clickbaity like I have on the web, but I'm hoping they're a little bit more fun than, than they are on the web. And then you get a paragraph. If it's the 30 comic book adaptations yes. of the movies, then you'll get a, a couple of paragraphs on each one. Of yes. Them. You've got, 30 graphic novels that you should know. Yes. And, and graphic novels have got a, a lot more uh, respectable. Well, yeah, certainly uh, last 30 years, I mean, they were yeah. just collections. I mean, they were around, but they were literally just collections of comics. Well, I noticed that in the, in the top three, one of them is still a collection of comics. It's the uh, the Nick Fury. Yes. Oh, the Steranko. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the yes. Steranko. Yes. Uh, interestingly, the uh, number one in your list is uh, Posey Simmons. Yes. Gemma Bovary. Yes. Which, I mean, it's not a it's not a superhero. It's not no. a Marvel or DC. No, um, but that that makes your your number one on on your list of of, of best uh, graphic novels. Well, I wanted it to be a diverse mix. I wanted it to be a range of different things because you know you've got everything. You've got Batman books. You've got Akira. You've got um, Lone Wolf and Cub. You've got the Darwin Cook oversized hardcovers. As you say, you've also got Gemma Bovary. Um, I want. I didn't want it to be kind of monolithic list of here's the here's a list of the usual suspects. You know, here's your Watchmen and your Dark Knight, and I mean, obviously there is D Batman Year One in there. Yeah, but, but and Watchmen but, is in there, of course, because yes. it's one no, of no, the no Watchmen isn't in there. Is it not? No, oh. no, no, it isn't. It must have. I've been looking at the uh, the full film. I mean, I mean, I have to be honest that the thirtieth under the thirtieth thirty graphic novels list is kind of the bastard stepchild of one hundred and one graphic novels that we did uh -huh. uh, for the website. When everyone was stuck in in 2020, is it is it fair though to to compare a, a book that's written as a, a a full graphic novel with just you know a collection of of comics? It's it aren't they different animals? Well, I don't know actually. You see, these days when they when they when series are created, they they are created with the aim of trades and hardcovers coming out. I mean, because to be honest, a lot of these companies that that the main money that they make comes from collections. So I think that, yeah, because these are stories, though. I mean, for example, you know, Give Me Liberty, which was a four-part comic story, but it was designed to be read as a whole. So I think that is – so I, I think it is a legitimate comparison. We were talking earlier on about uh, about emerging into the mainstream. I, 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 I wasn't quite sure where you stood. Do, do, you, uh, do you mind – 
that that happened? Or, or would you prefer Doctor Strange and Watchmen to have uh, stayed as it were yours, you know, and and, and your community? I, I I don't mind. I mean, it's it's in, it's increased the audience for people. So I think that I, it would be a bit churlish. I think because you know probably more people have seen the magazine and the book because of things like this. So I I you know I, I to be honest I, I kind of welcome it because I mean I sometimes worry it's a bit too ubiquitous. And the other problem is that you know, with the dominance of, of comics, film and TV, you sometimes wonder if there's just too much. And, you know, they're beginning to kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel with certain things that they option. Um, and you worry that, you know, that people option things just because they're comic properties, not because they're worthwhile, not because it's a good property, not because it works, because there are certain things that work in comics that don't work in film and television. You know, there are certain series that really utilize the strengths of comics of the visual medium, of a, of a print visual medium that just that, that can't be translated on the, f the small or the big screen. So sometimes I do, I do worry that, that they kind of, they're, they're picking, you know, they're picking these properties up purely because they're looking for a space to fill in their, in their vast streaming schedules. And of course you've got a piece on, on the TV shows in, in, yes. in this book we have, as yes. well. You don't do games. No, we don't. Is that interested? We, we 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 would like to, but to be honest, it's only because we haven't found anybody to cover them properly. Because we, if we're going to cover them, we should we should do them properly. So that's that's the so it's mainly just a practical consideration. Tell me about the big changes in thirty years um, in 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 the stuff that you cover. We we mentioned we hinted at the beginning, but what what? Give me an overview. Well. You know the, the the actual environment with which these things are published has changed dramatically in the last thirty years. So you've had the rise of independent comic publishers, people like Image, who we mentioned earlier, who do the the Walking Dead and and Saga, which is another big comic. Um, and so in the old days, you'd have what you call the big two, which was Marvel and DC. But now these independent comic companies are selling, you know, just as much as a Marvel or a DC book, and Marvel and DC are struggling. So they're trying to diversify their line. And the power has shifted, hasn't the it? The power has shifted. The oh, creators totally. have a lot more yes. control. And I mean, it started, it's, actually, Image started in 92, pretty much the week, it was announced, I think, the week that we launched the magazine. And so they were, they were former Marvel creators who left uh, the, this big company to set up on their own. So that they, as you say, they would have their own kind of agency, their own freedom. And, and so that was, that was the start. I guess that was the, the trigger if you like, but there've been a lot of companies since, and there are these independent companies are able to kind of fight at the same level and to be at the same sales level as the, as the former big two. So it has, that's, that's been a huge shift. Now, when I was a kid, um, the, the, uh, the, the market was, well, me, uh, which was kids going into yes. a comic book shop or a, yes. a newsstand and, and buying the latest fantastic four or the latest Thor. Um, who buys, these things now well i mean it is it is a much older demographic mostly i mean you do get kids you know buying certain things but i think it's less it's less certainly less than it used to be so it's an older it's probably like well it's probably like in the 20s and above like mid 20s and up who buy comics i mean you do get kids buying certain things i mean dc launched a they have this young adult range of graphic novels featuring the characters aimed at a slightly younger audience um I think I think the majority of these is an is an older audience. I have to ask, why is it called Tripwire? Because we didn't want to have the word comics in this. We wanted something <laughs> that was kind of abstract and dramatic and memorable. 
Well, it's a beautiful book. Thank uh, you. I, as I say, I came to Trebuah quite recently, uh, and and you know, it's it's a, a hugely useful resource online. But it's the book that that really uh, gets my juices going. Yes. Um, it's called Tripwire Thirty. Yes. Uh, it's published by Heavy Metal. Well, Heavy Metal in paperback, in... and there's a very limited edition hardcover, uh-huh. which people can get from ourselves direct or from a select few places. But Amazon have got uh, the the paperback. Yes, they have indeed. For I think it's thirty five pounds yes. ninety nine. Yes. Well, jolly good. I I loved it a bit. Thank you, Joel. Thank you very much. Tim, it's always my pleasure. That was Books Podcast, presented by Tim Hay. Books Podcast is a Green Shoot production. You can find out more at www.green-shoot.com and Tim can be contacted on tim at green-shoot.com. <laughs>